Especially the U.S. with Maoist brigades burning the place down and totally controlling the coastal areas and Hong Kong is toast. The Germans are rising up against the Chaikong virus hoax with huge demonstrations in Berlin though. Good for them. The Germans have been through this already and they see it coming. Unfortunately, it looks like the Americans will have to learn the hard way. They seem to be bending over to Big Pharma and the Chai Coms and the sleazy Dems in their fake elections. Let's hope the Americans wake up. Welcome back to Two Space Traders from the Lunar Colonies. I'm your Queen of the Moon, Anita Ace. And I am your musical court jester, Zed Mazar. There's a beautiful full earth tonight and we are out under the stars in the Skylight Sanitation Club enjoying the night sky and discussing astrology. We have to jet over to the dark side to see the stars but it isn't far from where we live at the Shadow Zone. The bright side is always lit up and we enjoy the vast fields of colorful flora that grow in great abundance in the constant sunshine of our greenhouses. But the night side is where most of the music clubs are. That's where the action is. Now there are forests under domes on the bright side though where there is shade. 
We have to truck in compost and pump CO2 into the dome, of course. Plants can't live without it, but then they produce plenty of oxygen for us to breathe. We offer to take all of Earth's excess CO2, although we can't imagine why they would want to get rid of it since plants can't live without it. Well, the tube heads think that it's a pollutant. Hmm? Go figure. The crater forests are where I like to go to read and enjoy the bird song. I see you have a new book that you have been studying. Yes, the new updated ah. edition of How to Spot an Asshole by Ignatz Snarl. Everybody in the snarkist religion is catching up with the new chapters in it because none of us wants to fail to spot an asshole the moment they reveal themselves and get rid of them. I, for one, definitely don't want to suffer the consequences of failing to do so. This is very vital information. What is hot in the new edition? Well, for instance, anybody who confronts you in a store over a mask or lack thereof due to the bullshit pandemic, or anybody who uses the term conspiracy theorist in a non-ironic way is definitely an asshole. You mean like the heroes on TV who wring their hands over these nasty conspiracy theorists like Kanye West, who spread terrible rumors about their Saint Gil Bates, the philanthropist billionaire who only wants to save Mother Gaia from these ugly little brats crawling all over it. Right, the saintly mass murderer who has all his public relations hacks working overtime on his charm offensive, but it isn't working. He's the most hated Satanist in the whole universe, all because of these conspiracy theorists. Well, the half million kids in India he gave polio to might have something to do with it. Could have something to do with it. And sterilizing all those people in Africa, lying about what is in those vaccines. That's another thing, yeah. Then there is that TED Talk video about reducing the world population with vaccines. The one he denies, yeah. There also is a close relationship to Jeffrey Epstein and the Satanist pedo blackmailing. Yeah, he denies that too, <laughs> although he's on the passenger list many times. He wrote the Lolita Express and had long stays at Epstein's compound. Which he denies also. Ah. Well, all those maimed children have parents in India who hate his ass. All those African women tricked into getting sterilized who have nasty miscarriages instead hate him and his big pharma un with a purple passion. And now everybody on earth who lost their jobs are locked down, forced to wear stupid masks, waiting for the nanotech vaccination that will rewrite their DNA, hate his fucking guts too. Not to mention all the people starving to death because of the economic shutdown due to the fake pandemic. They all want to see him dead. Poor Mr. Bates. His security detail bills must be enormous. Well, we have the perfect song for this situation. <laughs> Yes. 
gonna do? Why don't you put your face on my head? Everyone's out, you got to, motherfucker Everyone's out, you got to, motherfucker That was that version of Motherfucker by Beck. 
the perfect theme song for the Builders of Enemies of Gil Bates. Well, those evil conspiracy theorists don't appreciate our wonderful Mr. Bates. He only wants to save Mother Gaia from these disgusting humans by exterminating them all. Of course, Bates and his friends Smershowitz and Slouchy aren't human, so they get a pass. Some people think we are conspiracy theorists and that this is a conspiracy podcast. No way. No. We love music mm -hmm. and are here to raise music culture and promote advanced artists. We consider music to be important, vital, and healthy. But the conspiracy community are Philistines who think music is all CIA brainwashing and evil Nazi sonic cancer that drives you insane. Except for the old lame stuff like the crap on the speakers in the grocery store. The Tepora Tupac phone zombies think we are into conspiracy theories because we don't have a global corporate fake news media here on the moon that is paid to lie and cover up the truth. This is true. Here on the moon, it is simply historical fact that the Earth government has covered up the UFO phenomenon from the beginning, that the American deep state murdered President Kennedy in a coup, that 9-11 was an inside job to bring in a police state and that the coronavirus supposed pandemic is a hoax by the Chicoms, the Unbig Pharma, and the disinfo machinery of the corporate networks and Silicon Valley. It's a mega fraud designed to imprison everyone in their own homes and then shoot them up with corporate nanotech that rewrites their DNA and reduces them to subhumans. Oh, I'm glad to live not on Earth. Yeah, it's a real cesspit, but there are a lot of good people on the Earth, and we have a lot of friends there that we've been taking in as refugees, if they can carry their own weight here on the moon. <laughs> It isn't hard, because you weigh only one-sixth of what you do on the Earth here. But unlike on Earth, artists are valued here and live well if they can grow some food too. Yeah, it's a great life. You work in the garden and build things for half a day, and then you go work on your music or painting or or writing for the rest of the day. Most artists are very good at producing food because they're productive people. They're not worthless leeches like bankers or corporate executives or politicians who just buy and sell what other people produce or tax them to death, leeching off the prosperity of others and driving them into poverty. Everybody goes out at night to enjoy live music and dance, to go to art openings and poetry readings and museums. There's no stupid TV here, but we do have movies. And of course, we all read books, so we have something to talk about instead of just gossip. We don't need any conspiracy podcasters no. who spread Philistinism and want to be supported for that, though. They're worthless. Why don't you give the listeners an example? Show them how snarkist bullshit detection works. Okay, let's use the old 432K conspiracy as an example. That is really bullshit Philistinism. Now, I will paraphrase a guy named Jim Mars, with two R's, who was a god in an inexhaustible fountain of wisdom for the conspirators. He is listed as advisor to Oliver Stone in the movie JFK, and he mostly got it right there, but he probably got it all from New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison, who actually did the investigation. 
Well, Mars said in his last book that ever since the days of the ancient Egyptians and the classic Greek enlightened occult sages like Pythagoras, music has been tuned to 432K because these wise philosophers knew that it was the most harmonious tuning possible to soothe the savage beast and all that. But evil Nazis in the 20th century changed it to 440K, which is the worst possible tuning and is designed to drive people crazy and make them violent. He says this has been proven because somebody dug up an oud or a harp or something from ancient Egypt and sure enough, it was tuned to 432K. And people actually believe this? People who don't know anything about music and can't be bothered to do any research. But if you've ever played a stringed instrument, you know that they go out of tune in a matter of hours just from changes in the temperature. So the idea that you would dig up an instrument after thousands of years and it would even have strings on it anymore, let alone be in the original tuning, is beyond idiotic. Yeah, you can see guitarists or violinists in live concert tuning in the middle of the song because their instrument went out of tune since the beginning of the song. Well, I see that you're too observant and ah. intelligent to buy into <laughs> this you. crap. Standard tuning in the West tunes middle A to 440,000 cycles per second because that's about the right amount of tension for stringed instruments. Before we had accurate quartz tuners, musicians used standardized tuning forks or pitch pipes to tune to. Well, there are tuning forks going back 200 years that are around A440. A lot of orchestras tune to 442 or 443 these days because they want the brighter string sound that comes from more string tension. Baroque tuning was 415K though, probably because the instruments of those days weren't built well enough to hold up to the amount of tension we now put on them. It would have bowed the neck. And 415K is a half step below 440K, so it's really the same. It's just that an A in those days would be an A flat these days. Anybody can easily look this up. So Jim Mars obviously didn't even do basic research before putting out this bullshit. It just goes around the conspiracy community. How would the ancient Egyptians or Greeks even know what 432K was? Exactly. They didn't even have seconds as a measure of time. So how could they possibly even want to tune to 432,000 cycles per second? Maybe Pythagoras was just psychic? I think that's <laughs> what the New Agers believe. Pythagoras was some kind of omnipotent god to them. <laughs> Actually, he wasn't even a musician. He was an occult mathematician, and their ideas about 432K are based on numerology, the supposed meaning of numbers, and not on any kind of research into the effects of music. Pythagoras was a mental midget compared to a guy like Bach, who knew everything about music and actually produced great music. The first brilliant theory of Pythagoras was that the tone of a hammer hitting an anvil was proportionate to the weight of the hammer, which turns out to be uh, completely wrong. 
Pythagorean numerology is rooted in base 10 mathematics. But music is base 12 mathematics, like astrology and biblical numerology, so it doesn't map onto music. Numbers have a different meaning in base 12 mathematics. Pythagoras was no omniscient god as New Age occultists like Joseph Farrell, another conspiracy savant, thinks. Farrell also thinks that Pythagoras already knew the well-tempered musical system we have today. With no facts to back that up, it's all psychic supposition. Pythagoras was the source of one of the stupidest ideas in music. The idea that dissonance is bad and actually harms the listener. Well, it has a prefix dis in it, so it must be bad, right? Well, that's what a lot of people who don't <laughs> know anything about music think. Oh. But the ideas of what dissonance is change over the years. It's not a scientific fact, it's a subjective value judgment on the part of the listener. Dissonance is why a choir sounds so full compared to a soloist. The small variations in pitch among the members of a choir sets up a dissonance that makes a choir sound more full than a soloist. Fortunately, we have broken free from the wrong-headed ideas of the Catholic Church who thought that if you played a B and an F together, the devil would show up. But New Age conspiratards are still in the same mindset. They're going to call your music evil based on numerology and Philistinism when they don't know anything about music. What is Philistinism? Well, it's materialism. The ah. idea that the arts are basically worthless unless you reduce it to propaganda for the government or can do something simple enough for the businessmen to sell after they adulterate it. It comes from being so unbalanced towards the left brain of quantitative practicality that the arts, which all originate in the imaginative right brain, are dark and evil because they threaten your money-making. A Philistine thinks that since you can't survive without water and food, but you can survive without art and music, then art is worthless. That's why an artist who does what they do for love rather than money is a person with dangerous values who needs to be suppressed. So they force artists into poverty in hopes that they will just die and go away and leave the world to the businessmen and the bean counters. The worst thing that could possibly happen for them would be if their daughter wanted to marry an artist. Oh no! Well, you can also survive without reading books, but you will be pretty stupid if you do. And you will also be incredibly stupid, narrow-minded, unimaginative, and uncreative if you don't listen to good music, like cultured people do. You may be born with a great brain capacity, but if you don't take in a lot of information by reading, you will never reach your potential intelligence. The brain lives on information, and linear information is what the left brain thrives on. But the intuitive and creative right brain thrives on music and imagery. 
You will never be truly intelligent, a creative person who sees the meaning of things if you remain stuck in the left brain of bean counting and money making and evaluate everybody's worth in terms of how much money they have. We don't need a universe full of accountants and analytical statistics and scientific bankers. It is the art that make life worth living. And artists do it for us despite being endlessly screwed over by businessmen. In most towns, there are usually no paying gigs for musicians because the businessmen don't think that music is worth paying for. They just get some amateurs who are so desperate for some attention that they'll work for nothing. The people just get stupid music, which makes them stupid people. This is called a culture of mediocrity, Philistinism. Their motto is, I don't know anything about music, but I know what I like. Well, what they like is stupid crap, and what they hate is real creative art because they don't understand it. So they become conspiracy podcasters. Or some other kind of Philistine. <laughs> Philistinism is so-called pro accounts on music sites. A pro doesn't pay to play, a pro gets paid to play. The businessmen have everybody working for likes. <laughs> Well, a thousand likes and a dime will get you 10 cents worth of something. Likes are worthless and not worth working for. Now, if somebody has a day job that gives them a lot of money and free time, and they want to give away a lot of music or foot the bill for somebody else's listening, that's very generous of them. But full-time artists who are specialists will flee from these scenes. They have rent to pay. Those are amateur scenes, and they're all working to make money for Philistine businessmen. If you want to hear great music, you have to go where the pro musicians are. You are really on a roll calling bullshit on the Philistines. Huh? I'm hot right now, oh. that's right. <laughs> well, well, it's like the song by Dire Straits. Money for nothing, chicks for free. They say that that ain't working, that's the way you do it. Although it's a lot more difficult to play music than what they do, installing microwaves or managing a pharmaceutical company or something. Those fruity musicians get their chicks for free. Their girlfriend probably has to support them, while the Philistine has to pay for women because women don't love them and all they love is money. They're just Philistine assholes blowing their money on hookers or on wives who won't have sex with them. You can see why they hate artists. And by the way, the song Money for Nothing was also censored for stupid political correctness by people who don't get irony. In other words, Philistines. What about the famous Laurel Canyon conspiracy? Is that for Philistines or what? Well, this is another load of bullshit perpetrated by another dead god of the conspiracy community who can do no wrong, named Dave McGowan. He decided to investigate the pop musicians who were living in the Laurel Canyon area of Los Angeles in the 60s and supposedly discovered that most of them had fathers who either worked in military intelligence or for defense contractors. And so he came up with the theory that all the LA psychedelic musicians 
which included the Doors, the Mothers, the Birds, the Mamas and Papas, Captain Beefheart, Steppenwolf, Buffalo Springfield, and so on, were really CIA agents. Everybody knows that Charles Manson got his LSD from the CIA. His cult was a mind control experiment. That is undisputed. So McGowan extrapolated that all these musicians weren't even real musicians. They were all MK Ultra brainwash victims who were there to program the youth of the world to take drugs, have a lot of free sex, and be dirty hippies instead of clean-cut jocks or something, because that's supposedly what the CIA wants you to be. But their boy Manson was a lousy musician. So how do you know that this isn't true? Well, I don't. I have an open mind on the subject. Maybe they were all CI agents. But I just think that if you're going to accuse people of being evil, and if you're trying to discredit the art of music in general, you should have some kind of evidence or proof of it. This is all accusations of being evil brainwash victims and complete phonies based on what some people's fathers did for a living. And then when you get deeper into it, you see very clearly that Dave McGowan was a guy who really despised the musicians he was making accusations against. Despised the music scene in general, but really didn't know a damn thing about it. He was a Philistine, and so are the people who buy this. How does this theory discredit music in general? Well, it's because some of the greatest pop music ever made came out of that scene. Brown Shoes Don't Make It by The Mother's Old Farted Play by Captain Beefheart, Eight Miles High by The Birds, Light My Fire by The Doors, etc. The conspiratards would be looking down on you if you appreciate that music because even though most of them know nothing about music, they think this isn't even real music because These people weren't even real musicians. And you're just a dupe who's been brainwashed by the CIA to like this shit. Conspiratards think the Beatles were foisted on us by intelligence agencies and that it has nothing to do with talent or charisma. They think that when the Beatles were doing I Wanna Hold Your Hand or I Saw Her Standing There, that was fresh and healthy and innocent. But when they started smoking dope and taking acid and doing songs like I Am The Walrus and Strawberry Fields Forever and a day in the life, well, that was evil occult mind control. And since they were under mind control, if you listened to their music, you would come under mind control too. Well, this shit is so stupid. Any musical person can see that the Beatles' psychedelic music was so much better than their simple-minded early music in every way that it's really a quantum leap beyond in terms of literature as well as music. You can see why other musicians would listen to that and think, man, if taking acid will help me write songs that good, give me some of that. And so you get Jimi Hendrix and the Doors and the Birds and so on, some of the greatest pop musicians ever. I really don't think the CIA is interested in raising the level of artistic culture like that. This anti-drug shit is like the fundamentalists. 
it's Philistine. It's also inconsistent because it is well known that Frank Zappa didn't do drugs and was a political conservative unlike the rest. That's pretty stupid. What kind of music do they like? Sugar Sugar by the Archies? Probably. Ooh. You want to hear stupid? Oh, McGowan said that the doors were fake phony frauds, total fraud, that it is impossible for Jim Morrison to go from being a clean-cut jock in Florida to a fully-blown poet in Venice Beach, California in such a short period of time. But he doesn't say who really wrote all those Doors songs or sang them or performed them on stage or made those records. You get the impression he thinks it was really CIA staff writers and actors and poets or something. I mean, what does he mean, fraud? Who really did those songs? He says that Jim Morrison's father was the guy in military intelligence who perpetrated the phony Gulf of Tonkin incident that the U.S. used as a pretext to start the Vietnam War. But what does that have to do with Jim? What I do for a living has nothing to do with what my father did, especially if you go into a completely different business, especially if it's the music business, which your parents never want you to go into. And Jim Morrison was famous for being alienated from his father. He sang, Father, I want to kill you, in the Freudian section of his song, The End. So we're supposed to believe that Morrison was a CIA agent because his father was? That's stupid.
here's more. McGowan said that all these so-called musicians were fake phony frauds, fake phony frauds. He said that the birds were a total fraud because they didn't even play their own instruments on their records and that the drummer and bass player never played their instruments before they joined the birds. He thought they were just some guys the CIA rounded up to impersonate musicians. It just shows how he knew absolutely nothing about music. First of all, the birds were a vocal group. If none of them ever played a note on an instrument, they were still a vocal group with a unique sound coming out of three singers. David Crosby created unusual and ethereal harmony parts that didn't track the lead vocal. They were parts unto themselves. McGuinn was a stylist as lead vocalist with the granny glasses. There are plenty of pop groups who did nothing but sing, and there's nothing fraudulent about that. Pop music is mostly about vocals. But they did play. McGuinn was a virtuoso guitarist and stylistic innovator on Rickenbacker 12-string. The drummer went from playing bongos on the beach, and the bass player went from playing mandolin. Well, the way music works is that if you already play one instrument, it's easy to move over to another instrument. Playing mandolin is excellent preparation for playing bass. Most bass players start out as guitar players, but somebody has to play bass. It's like the Beatles. You have three singer guitarists, somebody's gotta play bass. And so Paul threw the short straw, I guess. That's how it works. Now, they had session musicians playing behind them. I'm talking about the birds now. They had session musicians on their first hit, Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man, except for McGuinn on guitar. But they played their own instruments on their second hit, Turn, Turn, Turn. McGuinn said that the difference was that it took them 78 takes to lay down the basic track, while the wrecking crew, the LA studio pros who backed them up on the first song, knocked it in a couple of takes. There's no shame in that. If you have ever made records, you know how hard it is to do. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. They did it. It just shows you how lame Dave McGowan was when it comes to music. And it is a damning indictment of the whole conspiracy podcast movement that they all buy into this shit to the man. That's why conspiratards don't like us because we call bullshit on their philistinism. Actually, Frank Zappa was a real trained composer, a total master of music, who was even respected by the classical music community. Yeah, but I guess yeah. that McGowan thought it was actually CIA staff composers who really wrote all that stuff. Remember Mama in her apron and her pad. CD 
Looking over boards at Edge Cafe Whizzing and pasting and pooting through the day Ronnie helping, Kenny helping burn his boots away And all the while on a shelf in a shed Kenny's little creature's on display Ronnie saves his newbies on a window in his room A marvel to be seen Dysentery dream While Kenny and his buddies have a game out in the back Let's make that water turn black You see them after school in a world of their own To some it might seem creepy what they do on the right side and watch them every night I bet you do the same if they wish you Whizzing and pasting and pooting through the day Ronnie helping Kenny helping burn his boots away And all the while on a shelf in a shed Kenny's little creatures on display Ronnie's in the army now and Kenny's taking pills Oh, how they yearn to see a bomber burn Killer flashing thunder crashing dynamite machine Wait till the fire turns green 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 You see them after school In a world of their own To some it might seem creepy what they do The neighbors on the right side And watch them every night I bet you do the same if they wish you Whizzing and pasting and pooting through the day Ronnie helping Kenny helping burn his boots away And all the while on a shelf in a shed Kenny's little creature's on display Ronnie's in the army now and Kenny's taking pills Oh, how they yearn to see a bomber burn Killer flashing thunder crashing dynamite machine Wait till the fire turns green 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 that go in for this stuff, Pythagoras and all that. 
Yeah, the people making money out of selling books, recycling this shit, are people who come out of the New Age Gaia TV and the David Icke Network, which is sad because I respect David Icke and it's too bad people associated with him peddled this shit. But David Icke knew Prince and he seems to think that Prince was demonically possessed. Maybe he was, I don't know, but it feeds into the Philistinism that music is from the devil. A lot of Christians have been saying the same thing for a long time. That's right. They seem to think that only church music is good and that all secular music is from the devil. Well, mediocre music is from the devil, not brilliantly creative music. Most church music is very mediocre. If they like pop music, it is usually heavy metal or country western. Right, like the stuff Ooh. Alex Jones plays. <laughs> How can you decry the Satanism of the New World Order and then play some Ozzy Osbourne or Rob Zombie or Rolling Stones? It's like, huh? Well, Alex Jones deserves respect. I don't want to badmouth him, and he does play some good stuff. The police, the cars, uh, Crystal Method. <laughs> But when it comes to art, he really doesn't get it. That's not his expertise. He says the CIA is known to have funded so-called ugly art as part of their dumbed-down campaign. So that gets extrapolated to mean that all cutting-edge art is from the CIA, which is the same old Philistinism. What does the CIA know about beauty? That's not exactly their area of expertise. What they think is ugly is probably, well, it's beautiful. Jackson Pollock is the example they usually use of ugly art, but I don't think his work is ugly. It's just a different kind of pictorial art. If all you want to see is Michelangelo, it doesn't stop you from doing that. Now, Cubist stuff may look distorted and primitive, but there's a reason for that. You should read the chapter about modern art in Jung's Men and His Symbols before you go shooting off your mouth calling people's work ugly. Conservatives are Philistines like Dennis Prager who only likes 17th century classical music and thinks all this newfangled dissonant modern music with its complex harmonies is sick and twisted and ugly. I am so tired of these people who think this way. If all you like is 17th century classical music, then you really don't like music at all because you hate most music. That's called Philistinism. Conservatives don't like the kind of music we play. Oh no, the kind of music we play here on the moon is weird druggy music for dope smokers and mushroom heads who are light in the loafers to them. The working class conservatives would rather get drunk on whiskey and get in a bar fight while listening to Molly Hatchet or Leonard Skinner or maybe some Merle Haggard or Buck Owens. <laughs> So it seems like nobody has a clue about music or art. And that's pretty sad. The dumbed down campaign has worked. So how do you justify modern music? Well, because creative people don't want to just repeat the past. Mm -hmm. They want to explore every possibility. It is inevitable that you will be presented with unfamiliar art that you don't understand at first. It takes a lot of exposure and a desire to understand, to penetrate into unfamiliar territory. That's what good taste is. 
you cultivate a taste for what is intelligent and uplifting instead of the junk food that is easy to get like folk music. It takes openness and appreciation. It's not the role of the audience to tell the artist what to do, to immediately reject something and demand that the artist create something they can understand more easily. Now, if what an artist does is too obscure, then they're not a good communicator. And you should want to communicate and not just mystify. But an artist has a right to ask that you take some time to appreciate what they are trying to get across. For instance, I had to listen to Captain Beefheart's early stuff like Lick My Decals <laughs> Off Baby many times before it started to make sense to me. It helps to have a sense of humor to get Captain Beefheart. But if you don't get Beefheart or Zappa or King Crimson, how are you ever going to get Schoenberg? You know, if somebody took <laughs> six months to write and record a piece of music, they have a right to ask you to at least listen to it two or three times with an open mind before deciding what you think about it. You have heard about the riot at the first performance of the Rite of Spring, right? Well, what kind of an asshole listens to a few notes of a piece of music and then goes so berserk that they start beating the guy in the seat in front of them over the head with a chair? What kind of stupidity is that? And what is somebody as lame and close-minded as that even doing at a concert? If you want to make up theories about intelligence agencies getting involved in the arts, this is where I would start. Who acts like this? This is like a Soros operation with its paid goon squads. I think the real dumbed-down operation is against modern music and art, not in favor of it. We love new creative stuff. We are definitely not on the CIA payroll. You bet. The general consensus of opinion in music is that the Rite of Spring is the greatest work of music in the 20th century on planet Earth. But Stravinsky did that early in his career and he never did anything that good again. The next thing he wrote was some neoclassical tripe. It really looks like he was so shook up that he backed off, that he went backwards into the past and backed away from his avant-garde stuff. They say he was so upset by the riot at the Rite of Spring premiere that he spent most of the night walking the streets of Paris, probably reconsidering his career. Who knows how many great works of music we were robbed of by these idiotic rioters that night. Great composers always write their best music at the end of their career. They just keep getting better, but not Stravinsky. That's the real dumb down. The consensus opinion is that the three greatest composers of the 20th century on Earth were Stravinsky, Debussy, and Schoenberg. Yeah, Schoenberg, the poster boy for ugly modern music hated by conspirators like Joseph Farrell as the epitome of musical evil. The asshole Philistines pulled the same shit on him through a riot at the famous Scandal concert in Vienna, trying to set musical evolution back. It didn't work with Schoenberg and his circle, though. They had too much integrity to be intimidated by assholes like that. 
Well, it is musicians who get to say who the great musicians are and what the great works of music are. Not the New Age conspiratards and not the Philistine conservatives. So I think our audience now understands that this is not a conspiracy podcast. One can but hope. Oh, yeah. One thing's for sure. You don't hear much simple backwards music here on the moon. Very little folk, blues, country, or hard rock. We like the advanced art, not the dumbed-down stuff. You heard Zed's versions of Riders on the Storm by The Doors and Let's Make the Water Turn Black by Frank Zappa. If you discovered this show on one of our radio senders, you can check out past shows on anchor.fm slash twospacechasers. If you get this show as a podcast on Apple or Google, please consider switching to Spotify, which, unlike the others, values free speech. We will go out with New Age Bullshit, the very appropriate tune written by Zed for the Bolshevik Scheisters. Get it on Bandcamp. See you. Bye. Enough of that disturbingly energetic and stimulating music as we bring in the soothing, 
stroking sounds of our 432k new age drone. This is Droopy Schlong with another enlightening episode of Yoga Damage from our Marin County hot tub. Here in the tub with me are my four soulmates from many lifetimes. On my left is trance channeler Flappy Pecker, who channels DMT machine elf space brother named Spam Ramrod. Namaste, and may the blue avians bless you with their cosmic poop. Next is past life therapist and tarot reader, Flaccid Johnson. Om Shanti. Next is multi-level marketing quartz crystal wholesaler, Limp Pickle. May the force be with you as you create your own reality and your alternative paradigm. We also have suburban shaman and professional butt waxer at happy ending alcohol massage, Slack Peter. Thank goddess for yoga damage, Droopy. We are here to prove the superiority of 432K New Age drone music over that evil Nazi 440K music. We have wired our most sensitive body parts up to this relaxometer to measure the relaxing power of 432K. It certainly took you a long time to hook mine up. Mine too. As we all know, the purpose of music is to relax your body after a hard day on the 405 and to empty your mind so the gods and entities can enter and speak through you. We are all experienced channelers for many lifetimes. I channel the Sumerian god of Tourette syndrome. I channel the blood-drinking goddess Gaga, eater of testicles. My mind is almost completely empty now. What mind? Where are we anyway? What year is this? The meter is showing a full 89% penile relax. Relaxation. We are all as relaxed as wet noodles, thanks to 432K. Oh, thank God is. No, I got something new. Gonna lay on you. But it's been recycled. It's just the old doo-doo. It's the old poo-poo, you're scraping off your shoe, but it's all the rage, cause this is a brand 